Hey, welcome guys to another episode of Trust Sports. Liam in the building. We're coming off an exciting week. What's good, my guy? Hey, Malik, I'm uh, I'm doing very, very well. How are you holding up? Hey, you see the smile on my face, and this doesn't have to do with nothing else besides I'm in a good <laughs> space right now. That's yeah. all I have to say. I'm in a good that's, space. That's in those we trust pod behind the scenes. <laughs> oh no, yeah, that, that one we don't talk about. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm talking about I'm good. I'm I'm good when we're when we're talking about sports. I'm good with my with my team from the weekend. Um, but hey, last week we 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 bullshit you guys. You guys had to watch the whole episode to get to Eagles Cowboys talk. We're gonna get right into it. Um, yes. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Liam start off because I have a theory that Liam Liam gets I don't know if he's drunk because I always say he's drunk. He's like this excuse Leak always uses when he's losing it, losing a debate. Um, but I don't think he's drunk. You know what it is? You this it's the only time in which the Philly fandom gets into your head and you get clouded with Philly drunkness. And I think that's what it is. That's what happens. The only time Liam's irrational is when something like this happens and I'm like, oh, he's gone. There's no, he's in a spin cycle. There's no getting him out of here. He's spinning right now. So I just got to let him go and do his thing. We'll talk tomorrow. Um, but I want to hear what your thoughts are. Go ahead, brother. We'll, we'll, and then let's go point for point, like one point yeah. and then I'll yeah. jump in point for point. Okay. Go ahead. Well, this is going to help your case. Cause um, I'm just going to, I'm going to cheers. <laughs> I'm going to crack open the uh, the bird light. And Malik, this goes out to you. I'm just going to keep that on camera. This goes out to you. <laughs> this goes out to all those delusional, delusional Cowboys fans out there that were in my texts, in my DMs, in my comments sections. This is to your mediocre football team. And a cheers to them. Because Dallas Cowboys have shown us for the past 25 years. They've shown us this season. And they will probably show us in the near future because you know better than I. Jerry's not going to change anything. This is just what the Cowboys are. They beat up on the bad teams. They lose. They choke. They fold in the big moments against the big teams. But I want to cheers to you, Malik, because it's always fun playing, you guys. It's always fun shutting up those delusional Cowboys fans that are running their mouths like crazy. So this is to you guys. Cheers. All right? So, so you are talking about history, right? You are talking about history. So you know why, what you're going to get when you talk history. You're going to talk history. History history shows that. That tastes that. like one. That's no, like his, history shows that you don't own us. You don't own the Cowboys. That wow. we're up in the record in the record book. So what is your what? Is, so we just get rid of all of these games that have gone back and forth. The, I think it was two years ago when you went zero two against the Cowboys. Last mm -hmm. year you were one on one. This year you you won one. But shout out to the delusional Cowboys fans who lost to a great, probably the number one team in the league. That's what you're cheering. Maybe, maybe. Well. Okay. See, Malik and I, I wouldn't be going this extreme, and we probably would be. Yeah, I want to know what they were saying to get you to this. Yeah. The whole point is these, these guys just like they they talk and they talk, and this okay. is exactly my point last week. And when I was talking more specifically on your players, on Micah, on Dak, poor honey on me as yeah. he gets fucking RKO'd and, and through the turf at Lincoln Financial Field. This is for all those delusional fans that are that are running their mouths during the week, and then when the games happen, now it's just you know go back to the ring conversation, right? Mm. But those are the fans that I'm really talking about. So, okay, I probably wouldn't be going as crazy if they just weren't as delusional. Like that's just the cockroaches that they are, and the football team that they root for every given Sunday mm -hmm. give them exactly what they deserve. Now let's go point for point. And I'll have you start because I know I know where I kind of want to go. I know mm -hmm. where a lot of people have taken it, right? The the exaggerated penalty argument, which I figure you probably won't go because you know that that's kind of nonsense. Um, and I want to dive into the Eagles and where I see them. 
Okay. But I want I actually want to hear from you first on what you see from the Cowboys, because what I think you're going to say is actually going to help my argument in saying the Cowboys are what we thought they were. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess from, from your perspective, it's the Cowboys can't win in big-time games, right? Your perspective is they always find a way to choke, right? In my eyes, uh, I can go from two Cowboys, right? I can go from a Cowboys fan who's like all in, buy in this year, or realistically who I am this year. I am a person who's saying, we're tired of Dak. I love you, Dak. Win, win my Eagles game because that's my Super Bowl for the year. Go lose every other game. I can give two fucks about this season in particular. And I'm not saying I, that's not that's not loser fan mentality. That's I'm tired of the same thing every year. That's it, something has to change. Mike McCarthy has to go. Dak Prescott, I love you, Dak. In my eyes, you played a fucking great game. You he did. played. You played. An, you were the best player on that field, even with the loss. In my eyes, you played a great game. There's little things again you can't do. You can't not step out of bounds. Mm-hmm. You can't figure it the fuck out at the end of the game to win the game. That's what matters, right? But I I look at that Cowboys game and I was in great spirits all the time. I wasn't high stress. You know, I was sitting here with a something you guys probably would never do. Eagles fans would never do is sit there with a, a, a non-delusional Cowboys fan. So you could actually hear what the fuck the other perspective is. You just I think Eagles fans love the narrative of how delusional Cowboys fans are. So they would never like interact with one. Like well, they're few and far between. <laughs> no, they're, they're not. There's a bunch that if you actually get the chance. Same thing with Eagles fans. I can tell you that there's some that are white trash far out there that they root for the Eagles just to root for the Eagles. They don't give a fuck. They don't know a player, a stat, a what the fuck a play calling is or nothing like that, right? But I will, I, I'll say here, my boy, He's a, you, I mean, he posted uh, of me with that. I put it in here of him putting the hat over time, right? And I was like, he was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm like, what do you mean you're not going to do it? Like, you fucking do that shit, bro. Post that's funny as fuck. Like, I love that energy, right? But I wasn't. Field. <laughs> exactly exactly in my house in my house yeah, on yeah. my in those trust rug and I, I love it right i love that energy but in my eyes i would there's nothing to be angry about sad about the only thing you could say is like the same thing i guess philly fans have had to deal with like that hope it's like the cowboys gave me that hope at the end of like oh shit now you're feeding into my hope of like we might win this game that's the only part that kills me like don't give me this fucking hope i said it was a win regardless losing that mentality because i'm already in the Fuck the season, write it off, lose every game, tank. So we get the fuck out of here. We hopefully change something new. Um, but I for sure was not was not in my eyes. That that's where I want to hold Eagles fans accountable and say, you guys, we celebrate the win. And mind you, what's funny is I was working ballet and I was getting in cars who listened to to Philly radio, and there were callers calling in saying, you know, we don't care about this game. It doesn't mean that much to us. But as soon as that happened, Liam even said like. No, this game matters regardless. I love, I think this year, this, this is the first year where I kind of saw, like, let's get this rivalry back going. Like, it was, oh, it yeah, yeah, yeah. This was that year for that, right? To where I was like, when? Because if it was the other way, I was like, is this an excuse you're using to bitch out of it? It was. Yeah, it's an excuse I'm here. I'm like, wait, are you nervous a little bit about the Cowboys? Because when I look at that game, you're the number one team. You let my, you let Dak Prescott do you guys like that? And it's an excuse now. It's an excuse towards... Uh, our defense is in this weird way, or it's an excuse of what I used last year. We'll talk about it more, Liam. Last year, I said to you, you don't want to have this many close games. But the excuse I got from Tone and from you and Tone again this year, but last year was, that's the playoffs. The playoffs are made in close games of being clutch and winning them. But what happened with clutch games and learning how to win those? You lost Super Bowl. Start winning these fucking games. You beat the fucking Cowboys. You beat us. It's even, I don't give a fuck if it's a rival. You don't have a close game in Washington. That's my only walk away with, like, Cool. Celebrate the win of like fuck the Cowboys, of course, but mm-hmm. don't be delusional. Don't forget 
just because you pulled out a win and you've been pulling out these wins, let's let's fix this shit going on in the backyard. Well, let's so take first to the Philly radio. <sighs> shit, I probably the, stopped. The radio wasn't the host wasn't saying that. He was like, "That's bullshit." It yeah, fans. To be clear, though, like those guys can be like ninety five percent of those guys. Like I can't listen to. I really haven't <laughs> listened to the radio. Like I just can't. And part of, most of it is those callers. And I think I even texted okay. you like. Bro, like the Eagles, this could be week 16 or 17. Yeah. The Eagles could be 15 and 0. Cowboys could be 0 and 15 or vice versa. Yeah. No, no, no. It would still mean something. Like that's yeah. the point of a fucking rivalry. Like, you, yes, it wouldn't mean anything if it were the Patriots <laughs> or the Jaguars, but this yeah. is the fucking Dallas Cowboys and Philadelphia Eagles. Like there's a reason why it's a primetime game every time that they play. Yes, sir. Now, what you talked about and what you just said, of like you were sitting there kind of like chilling the whole time. You were You were almost fine with the loss. Yeah. And that's what I've seen a lot of the Cowboys are almost getting credit for losing. And that is exactly my point of the Cowboys are what the Cowboys are. Like they are in more of that middle group than they are the upper echelon of the NFL. And I give this example because the Eagles are going on their bye week and then they go into Kansas City. And I can promise you, I can promise you, if the Eagles go into Kansas City, have the exact same game, but they lose by four, lose by five, not a single, well, real Eagles fan, not a single real Eagles fan, not an Eagles player, not the media that's giving all that the Cowboys all this credit would say, fuck, man, the Eagles are right there, man, they're right there. If the Eagle, if the Chiefs would have lost to the Dolphins, right, you could probably make the argument the Dolphins are maybe legit, right, this past week in Germany. If, if the Dolphins were to win, you yeah. wouldn't hear the Chiefs fans and media being like, oh, man, Dolphins are awesome this year and the Chiefs are right there with them. Like, that's the point. The Cowboys aren't the Eagles. The Cowboys aren't the Chiefs. Cowboys aren't the Niners. I'd still put the Niners in that upper. I know they've been struggling, but like you wouldn't see them come into the link on week 13 or whatever they come here. And if they lose a close game, you're not going to hear a word of, oh, fuck, man, the Niners are right there, though. Like they, they lost to the I Eagles. Think you would. I think you would. I think you would still. I think you would because I think yeah. it's, it's, it's just different expectations. Now, if you talked about the Cowboys, you talk about, I don't know, the Seahawks, you talk about the Saints. Right now, if they were to come in, then you would get those arguments of, man, maybe the Seahawks are a little better. They were kind of close, man. The Cowboys were close, like they kind of showed. You know what I mean? Like, I get what you're saying. When you when you talk about the upper echelon, like the serious Super Bowl contenders, year in and year out, you never hear, man. It's not year in. That's what pisses me off. It's not year in and year out. It's just right now. Like that's what I'm saying. Like it, you guys are living like we're, this is what we do. It's been two years. Like no, it's not so much what the Eagles do. It's more on what the Cowboys do. Okay, I'm not okay. just thinking, like okay, I'm okay. talking the Cowboys with the Niners I too. You. I get you. I hear you. And I, hear you. I don't know the Cowboys schedule off the top of my head, but let's say they played the Chiefs, right? Yeah. Like say they lost to the Chiefs, you would hear that again. Like oh, you know they kept Mahomes in check. Like, they were almost there. I don't I necessarily you. mean the Eagles acting like we've won five straight Super Bowls. And I'm I sorry, not that way. But what yeah. I'm saying is. That's my point for the Cowboys is you don't hear this this year or any given year on serious Super Bowl contenders of man, but they're right there. They're almost beating the best teams. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. just don't hear that. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I think that no, I, I agree with you. I agree with you when, when you say that. But I just think that I think right now that was more of a respect game. Like in my eyes, that was a not off of like. But again, this could be a Cowboys team that turns around and. It looked like they did week two versus the this the Cardinals, right? Like this is the same Cowboys team that could do that same thing, right? You go into Philly, no matter. Go ahead. Oh yeah, the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you go into the Eagles, like by hey, I can't be mad. Like that's what I'm saying. Like you may say it's loser mentality, but it's like 
the Cowboys have shown me that like in these big time games, we blow it. But at the same time, we were right there with you. It shows you that we're not far off. It does show you that we're not far off. If we're able to do this to them, why can't we bounce back? And why can't like that's why I said last week, why can't you go into Lincoln Financial Field and fuck them up? Why can't you? Why not us? If you want to hold us, if the Cowboys want to be up there and the upper, do it. And I think that that is a game to where it's a it's a a great point. And I think both our seasons, honestly, to be like that's a great game going to a bye, and then the hardest part of your schedule. That's a great point for us to go into like, yo, we don't we don't have a tough schedule, but that's a great point to be like, yo. We just did them like this. Let's fucking go, man. Let's eat. Let's eat these rest of this game. We can't compete with those guys. Because I would definitely say a couple weeks ago it was the Eagles out by all, all means are out of there. Because at the end of the day, I still would think Dak Prescott will never get it done. He won't win us a Super Bowl. He won't bring us into it. But, hey, it's still something that I, I say the focus shouldn't be on the Dallas Cowboys-Eagles rivalry. The focus should be on why the fuck did the Eagles allow Dak Prescott to go for 374 yards, three TDs? Why the fuck did... The Cowboys only allowed 292 total yards, 183 passing, and 109 rushing yards with this amazing team that the Eagles have. That's my issue. I don't. I take my L. I hold my L. As you know that. Like I'm. I'm a. If you want to clown me, clown me. But what I don't like is that we get. We. I have no problem with you saying like fuck the Cowboys. You got to speak up because I, I know you're referring to the TikTok of the delusional fans that were on TikTok commenting. Make sure you go follow us on TikTok as well and those we trust podcast. Uh, but I definitely understand that point of it. But at the end of the day, I wouldn't be celebrating. I, I would be like, yeah, great win. Fuck the Cowboys. Uh, we got to address some things. We got to look up. What the fuck happened? You mean we had the top wide receiver core. We had the top offensive line in the nation, and we were only able to put up that? Like that performance? That's the performance you're happy with walking away with Jalen Hurts? You're happy walking away with all the talent on that field, and Dak Prescott was the best player on the field even after a loss? That's my issue. Well, to be fair, uh, I'm damn sure happy that – Jalen Hurts was allowed to walk, like physically was allowed to walk away from Oh, that. facts, 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 like, facts. Fuck everything else. First of all, yeah. the heart, I know the hearts of the city fucking fell when he went down. It's so funny. Um, when you're not a fan, when, like, you're, that's not your quarterback, I was like, like, my boy was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I was like, bro, he's a dog. He's good. He's like, no, no, no. I'm like, it's done. I'm like, bro, stop. He's a fucking dog. He's going to be back. Like, he's okay. Yeah. And like, that's the confidence you have in another quarterback. If it's my quarterback, I'm like, here we fucking go. Another Aaron Rodgers, bro. Here's my season. Exactly. Well, that's what I think the same thing. I like texted Jack and uh, I was like, I was like, season's done. And he was like, dude, relax. Like, you guys are always a better second half team. Hertz is going to come out. He'll be fine. Like you're going to win the game. And like, we were all just in like fucking season's done. Cause like those are the type of plays that. Yeah, end, especially sure, sure. I was but, wondering, I'm like, I, I was, I was kind of getting mad at the, actually I was mad at the rest for not blowing the whistle um early on that. Like I thought it was when uh, Parsons brought him down. But it was like they didn't blow the whistle until he brought him down to the floor. I'm like, he had him hugged up. Parsons held him up for a little bit. Like, all right, I don't want to take him down to the ground. But I thought it was when he fell that it happened. But seeing that it was at least before that, I was like, wow, like that that's a rough hit, man. Yeah, and the refs were horrible. I, I, again, I know that that's the main conversation for, for Cowboys fans, but it was both sides. Like, it truly I don't, was So I want to argue that. I want to argue on, on that point Um, going in. I never will say, like, let's get this, let, let, let's get this out of the way right now. I would never say that a uh, a game is lost because of a ref, and we I we stood on that, and you had to stand on that in the worst position of your life in a Super Bowl, right? Yeah. You had to take that to the face. I would never say that. But when I look at that game, there's a no way, shape, or form, regardless of biases. I I don't give a fuck if you don't agree with me. 
that you can say that that was called bad both ways because it was just blatant fucking misses on the Cowboys. And I, again, I wasn't paying attention. Like, I wasn't into the game of, like, we have to win. What the fuck? I would have been crazy going it, but I definitely was like, what the fuck? Where's this flag at? Like, there's so many of those, like, and those are big plays. Like, that's the difference. I think these oh, are massive plays. On, on on the defensive side, for you guys, that last drive, that's the ones I think. Are you referring to those, like, those penalties? Those, like, there, there are a few others, but that that was the one, obviously, that stuck out, right, at the end of the game, and it's the recency bias of it all. They certainly walked your hand down to the eight-yard line. But uh, Exactly. I but, like what, I'm, like, what I'm saying is they, they were bad, like, on the touchdown that was short, to your tight end, not even Ferguson, Scoopmaker, whatever his name is, on that yeah. fourth down, clear missed hold on Fletcher Cox. There was a hand to the face when Dallas was on offense. I forget what point in the game that just like wasn't called. Like there were a lot of things that weren't called that were blatant yeah. for both sides, and then a lot of things that were that like yeah. what the fuck we did like that one pass interference on Stefan Gilmore, I guess against AJ Brown. I don't even think he touched him. Like yeah. truly, don't think he got a hold of any that, part of his body. Yeah. Exactly. Like both teams had 10 penalties called against them. The Eagles had more penalty yards going against them than Dallas. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean of like all these fans, again, not you, but these delusional fans on social media that are going to say, oh, man, well, the refs handed Philly that game. The, the refs rigged that game for Philly. Well, I don't know how you can rig a game and have more of a negative on the referee side go towards the team that you were rigging it for. That doesn't no, I think sense. I think it's pivotal point in games. It's pivotal moments in which the rest fuck up. I don't care about 10-10. It's when in which these flags happen, right? Like you said in Super Bowl, when in which this flag happens, that's the issue we have with that. Because when you look at it, like, again, these refs, like, I'm not going to say that's the reason we lost. We lost because Dak Prescott stepped out, not getting that two-point conversion. We lost because of the conversion on the, on the um on, again, on the two points. Tyler Smith, false starting on, like, first and goal. Yeah. That right there is a touchdown. But that you t- you spoke you spoke about TD uh to Luke uh Shoemaker that's his name that's in that yeah yeah yeah. yeah yeah uh blatant miss that's a touchdown I didn't it's know not. that no no it's it not. is listen we'll look, we'll look back when it comes down to in time of possession possession isn't had until a player hits the ground in that ruling look at the rule book I to this day will still say it's not a touchdown because when I was watching live I was like damn that's not a touchdown but when you look back at the ruling book of it. It is blatant clear. Again, I had to do my research. I hate the research. I'm not a research guy when it comes to sports. I go feelings, no facts. Like, that's who I am. But the most important part of the catch isn't complete until Shoemaker lands. And he can't be down until the catch is complete. So the catch isn't completed until he hits the ground, in which when he hits the ground, he is at the goal line and he is on the white line, which that qualifies it to be a touchdown. In my eyes, I didn't I didn't know that rule until after the fact. So whatever. The refs missed it, right? Um, Prescott confirming with the official, like of, of that play again, in my eyes, that doesn't count. That but guy that, knows that's something that's missed every single week. Not, not that. saying the Eagles and the Cowboys, but the refs fuck that up when they are calling a lineman that like when the court I've seen multiple times get fucked over really when the but quarterback, it's not the quarterback. Is eligible. That, the, why is Dak, Dak does say he's eligible, but Dak doesn't do that. The fucking player, when you run on the field, you go to the fucking ref, I'm eligible, and then you go to the huddle. That goes on him. That's not on that's not on Dak Prescott to say, hey, makes remember that no, you go and you report right in. Like I don't I don't think he did that. And they're like, well, Dak report. No, Dak doesn't report. Like 
That guy is supposed to report. Like, it's not yeah. Dak was aware enough to do it, but Dak was doing it as he's walking to the line of scrimmage. The fucking ref is fucking 15 yards back. He can barely fucking hear what he's yeah. saying. So in my eyes, no. That comes down to dumb players making fucked up moves and, and big-time games. Like, that's what that comes down to in my eyes. And, that's, but, and that's part of it, too, is on coaching. Like, you can blame the player, too, but there's no yeah. way you put that dude in and not confirm 1,000% that this is it yeah. because it ruins drives. It takes points off the board, and that's that's the Cowboys. No, that's that's fucking Mike McCarthy being fucking uh, – I can't say that word, but that's Mike McCarthy being stupid <laughs> as fuck. But what's funny, Liam, if you go – I'm going to send you this article. I have it here. There's an article on the rest before the game, and it's, it's by, like, the, this Dallas article, of course, two days before the Sunday game. They go and they talk about the head got judge. Like I've never seen him before. He's brand new as well. His name is Blake. Uh, is that he tends to call things close for the defense, especially on passing plays. His crew leads the league in both pass interferences and holding penalties against the defense. And that's exactly what the fuck happened. You want to talk about the opposite way? Going into that, we I didn't. If I read this, I would have known like this would would have been. It was already around the league that like this game and the, art, the name of the article was like this game is going to be lost because of some penalty or something. And I was like, holy fuck, like, this is crazy to see that this has already been expected um, to happen. I would never say, again, I we, we we stand tall on it. It's not refing, but fuck refs. Like, it doesn't have to be making it harder. That's the issue. Don't make it harder. Well, look, you're talking to the wrong fan base about <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> not going to get any sympathy from this side. Because 100%. It was a week nine game that, uh, that we got fucked over like that. So, yeah. look, I mean, it was what it was. And, and again, you said in the critical points, and I agree with you, but in the most critical drive of the game, the refs were walking them down to the eight-yard line. Yes, and again, sir. if it wasn't for Dak not being aware and taking yeah. two sacks against a guy that someone on this podcast, and it wasn't me, said was washed up last year. He's so taking, washed. Making to meet his words. Look, that's the only thing he does all year. It's fucking worth it. But that, that's, kind of, that's kind of the point. So blame the refs all you want, but at the end of the day, yeah. they walked you down to the eight-yard line to where you guys fell short. Like, literally fell short through to the one- or two-yard line to see yeah. you land. You were literally short. I mean, yeah. hey, it's, a, it's, a, it's funny. They said it's a game of inches. We lost by, like, I think they said a foot and a half. We lost that game by because, I mean, if you want to say, like, the two-point conversion and then uh, Shoemaker yeah. not scoring. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, and I was like, damn, like, that's that's what – I get, I know that that's what hurts you more as a, as a Cowboys fan. It's like if you're all bought in and this is your year for you, you're just not – you're delusional and knowing that this year sucks for everyone – that you look back at it, and you're like, fuck, we almost beat the Eagles yeah. by this. But it won't happen because you have Mike McCarthy, dumbest fucking coach in the world. We're taking fucking delay of games. We're taking two sacks by honestly a guy who probably sat on the sideline the entire game. So he had a lot of gas in him. But I don't understand how you can beat – how he's able to beat a tackle two times in a row with not a move. And you just paid the dude your right yeah. tackle. Yeah, not a move. And, again, he's a rookie I mean, or a second-year guy. I get it. Whatever. Yeah. Um. He was getting eaten up by Hassan Reddick too all day. Yeah, but hey, in my eyes, Hassan uh, Hassan Reddick was getting there. Um, so it was getting there. But hey, Dak Prescott again playing a great game, you know. Like, and I say, and one argument that we had was a uh, CD Lamb versus AJ Brown, and that's the debate of who do you think is the better wide receiver. When we're talking about all of it's a player of the year, uh, I, I think that this is the first time in which people are like, I. I I had friends debating this and saying that, like, I think it should always go to a quarterback because they're the most important person in the field. I don't believe that. What's um, the MVP? MVP, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah the MVP. Oh, yeah, yeah. That just called out the quarterback award because that's all Yeah, it is. but I don't believe that because I, they're like, he's the most important person in the field. I'm like, no, he's not. Like, 
I run back and say they're the most important person on the field. The wide receiver is the most important person on the field. Like off yeah. the line is the most important person on the yeah. field. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't have none of that without each other, right? But I think that if if you like last week seeing AJ Brown's performance, I 100 percent was like, yo, AJ Brown is killing it. And I was like, yo, let me go look at my guy CD. Let me go look at the stats. What is he putting up? And he's right there. He's right there with AJ Brown. But of course, he's not on the better team. He's not on the better team that's getting the notice. That's that's not eight and one. So by all means, you would still rank it. But I think that the issue I had with you when we were debating this is that, like you said, 100 out of 100 people would still say A.J. Brown. I don't think it's that big of a landslide as you would think it is uh, in that discussion, in that debate, I would say. That's all I was saying. I'm not yeah. saying which one is better than the other one, but I think it's, a, it's close whichever way you want to go with your offense. You could take either or. Yeah, well, look, I look at it as this. Put, put all the stats aside. Like, say you're drafting a team today, right, and you have to pick between either C.D. Lamb or AJ Brown on your team. I yeah. would I would bet money that out of 100 people, 80 to 85 would say AJ Brown. Unbiasedly. Not Eagles fans, not Cowboys fans, people that watch the league and like seriously watch the league. Yeah. If you were picking one of them, stats aside, literally right now who do you want as your wide receiver one? I don't think many people would take CeeDee Lamb over AJ Brown. I just if you just go against that Eagles game, who are you picking? No, I'm saying just right now, throw them both on the table. Exactly. And pick them. Yeah, watch tape. if you watch tape, who are you picking? AJ Go Brown. watch the Eagles game. Ah, okay. I mean, hey, hey, no matter what, we're biased, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> watch the Eagles game because this was something that we talked about too. Of like, CD Lamb does a lot of his work in the slot. Right now, we are on an undrafted free agent rookie in the slot who's like fifth string on the roster when this entire team's healthy. Like, that's where he did his work against. I'm not knocking him because he was open and he did his work. But when he go, when if you're going to play outside, like the elite receivers do constantly, and I'm not calling him not elite. I'm just saying, especially AJ Brown, I'm, it's just not close for me. I mean, that's you. You might as well just disrespect Wes Welker. You might as well just disrespect all these guys Wes that get Welker open. Is it. Alvin Johnson, Wes Welker isn't any of these big time prime time receivers. He's a, he's one of the best slot receivers <laughs> ever. That's that, that, that's an, that's an unfair that's an unfair comparison. If you want to say that, why are you? I, I you line him up again. Go. He was on Bradbury. He was on. He was on what's called. That's what I'm saying. Let's. I saw even if he wasn't covering our main. If your main guy Slay wasn't covering him, I saw Slay chasing ass a bunch of that game. That's all I can say. I saw him chasing fucking ass. Look, if your argument's Wes Welker, put Wes Welker on the outside. See what his career is like. You really don't think he has a career? I think he has a career. I don't think it's the career to where you would bring his name up in an argument for which wide receiver you'd rather have. You just said fuck Wes Welker. Who who's my boy? At? Who was my other boy on the Patriots? Uh, Edelman. You said fuck yeah, Edelman. Yeah. You're saying all, all these guys just I'm fuck, saying, them, man. fuck them. I'm not saying fuck them, but I would rather have AJ Brown over them. Yeah, one thousand percent. Nah, you're bugging, Brody. That's that fan bias right there, big dog. It's okay. You'd I understand. Welker over AJ Brown? Are you kidding me? Not nah, was that that one? No, I wouldn't. But I'll, I'll hey, if you throw Edelman, AJ Brown, I'll take fucking Edelman. That's crazy. Crazy. For every down fucking wide receiver, Liam. If I need a guy that's going to go out there and be open at all times, read the defense, go out there, I'm dishing that off to fucking Edelman any fucking day. Was Julian Edelman ever considered the best receiver in the NFL during his time? 100%. In the 100%. League? 100%. You know, we can't be talking about the same He person. single-handedly won that fucking that Super Bowl Falcons game. Julian Edelman was considered a top receiver, the number one receiver in a season. I, I don't know if the stats are saying number one, but it's just like for general. sure, for sure, Liam, for sure. No shot. You want to put Julian Edelman won that fucking Super Bowl. 
No shot. Look, if you put Julian Edelman on the Chicago Bears during his entire career, it but does he I have I mean we're just counting, we're just moving shit around to just well, fit your argument. I don't understand well, that well, one. What I'm saying is AJ Brown was elite in Tennessee with Tannehill. He was elite when Jalen Hurts wasn't Jalen Hurts. That's fine. He, uh, so Julian Edelman played with the best quarterback in the best system of all time, and he was an excellent receiver at what he did. But to say you'd rather have His him credit is over AJ Brown and to say that you think that at one point, at one season ever, he was considered the top wide receiver in the league is yes, absolutely yes, written. What, so, so what is Cooper Cup? What do you mean, what is he? What is what is Cooper Cup? Is Cooper Cup an outside wide receiver, or is he a wide out? Is Cooper Cup considered the best receiver in the league right now? <laughs> what the, not right now, but last year, yes. Last year, he was not either. Holy shit, Liam. So, fuck Cooper Cup. Fuck I'm not saying fuck Cooper Cup. Fuck the Super Bowl MVP. MVP. Was he the Super Bowl MVP? Cooper Cup, a Cooper yeah. Cup, I would take over Julian Edelman. You're you, okay. you think Julian Edelman is like Calvin Johnson, the way you're talking right now. No, no, but he's still that guy. He's still the guy. I would take he him over. You're, hold on, you're comparing AJ Brown to fucking Calvin Johnson. I'm saying that your argument They're not on the same tier, brother. They're not no, on the I'm same not tier. Them. I'm not comparing. Okay, okay. okay. So you're telling me your comparison for slot guys being top tier and number one wide receivers as Wes Welker and Julian Edelman. And you threw Julian Edelman's name out. That's a whole nother separate argument that we're going off on a tangent. It doesn't make any sense. But you're telling me that at a point, Julian Edelman was the best receiver in the NFL. That is not true. It's just not true. We'll, we'll look it up. I don't know how a guy can go out there when you're a Super Bowl and not be one of the top guys in the league. So I don't know how you can he has that. Tom, because he has a guy named Tom Brady throwing to him. That's Tom him. Brady wasn't throwing everything. Tom Brady wasn't amazing that Super Bowl. Julian Edelman was. Cooper Cup was a fucking amazing. Tom, all right, we got to talk about Was Tom Cooper Brady. Cup not amazing? Tom Brady wasn't amazing in what the twenty-eight to three Super Bowl that you're talking about with no, the catch. A lot of those throws, go back and watch them. It was Julian Edelman making fucking amazing catches. Julian Edelman doing whatever he could do to fucking win that game as well, as well as of course Tom Brady. But it's like to discredit a wideout because he's a wideout in comparison to a wide receiver that would line up on the line. Him though, I'm saying he's not what you think that he was. That's what I'm saying. I'm not disrespecting him and saying he was absolutely nothing. No, no, you're disrespecting say- the position. You're disrespecting the wide rec- the, the wideout position in comparison to a wide receiver who will line up outside. I think that that's unfair to well, do I'm because saying, he lines up that, inside. I'm saying that C.D. Lamb does a lot of his work, and he does it very well. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck where you line up at? I'm just saying I'd rather have A.J. Brown. Uh, uh, that's, that's okay, but I'm saying that it's, it's, that it's an unfair debate to say if he lines up inside or outside, it makes him a better wide receiver or not. That, that to me, is, is pointless because no matter what, I'm going to put you in a position to win. No matter what, a tight end is getting covered by who? Gronk is the basis of this argument of AJ Brown and CD Lamb was that that was a point for my argument. And now we're going off on ten, on another ten. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying you can't exactly. discredit a wideout. Don't discredit well, a wideout like that. I'm not discrediting them, but I'm saying that's the whole point. It's not too far off. It's not CD too far Lamb off. Does the work that he does sixty to seventy five percent of the time in the slot, which is completely different from what AJ Brown's doing on the outside. And there's, he's still producing crazier numbers. And he, he is producing good numbers. But okay, that's so the thing is there. I'm not, I never said he wasn't. But I'm no. saying if, if he's doing his work against an undrafted free agent rookie who shouldn't probably even be on the team right now versus Every A.J. Brown who's going against the top corner that you guys traded for this offseason, I think there's a little bit of a difference there. You're fucked. You just woke up a monster now. Now I'm going back and I'm watching the entire Cowboys-Eagles game, and I'm going to count how many times in which Slay lined up on him and Bradbury's bitch ass lined up on him. I'll bring it up right now. No, but again, I, I completely I, – I know for a fact that gets count to single high, double coverage, cover two. No, no. 
who lines up on who and allows him to do his work. That's all I'm going to go off of. That's go it. Ahead. That's all go I'm going to go off of. Because I love I love every week we get away from it's not Slay's fault. It's not Bradbury's fault. He wasn't covering the top. Why? Like, it, it's no, fucking no, 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 annoying. No. Don't do that because the first thing I told you when you called me on Sunday night was Bradbury was the worst player on the field. Oh, okay. The stand on it. That's all I want to see. So I just want to make sure you stand on it. That's all. <laughs> horrible. I might have even texted you it like three times. Yeah, yeah. Brad, Bradbury was looking like. When he went down, I was like, man, eh, not the worst thing. <laughs> At least this game right now. Yeah. Uh, Tone was saying when he went down, I was like, yo, I really thought he was hurt. Because he landed, he landed fucked he up. Did. I thought he broke his forearm. He's like, nah, that's one of those you're getting your ass kicked all night and you had a fake injury. So you like, you just stay on the fucking field a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I was like, get the fuck up, man. Just get the fuck up. Um, Hey, that man. Was uh, one of those, that was one of those, we paid this guy. <laughs> yeah, you see? And that was against, let's just say, I don't even know who the fuck was it, Tolbert? I never heard of this guy. And that's my problem, too, with the end of, at the end of the game, Dak throwing it to 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 to, co- to convert a first down to Tolbert. Like, who the fuck is this kid? You had Shoemaker running down the field wide open, Dak. It's like those little things. Like, why would we throw a bomb to City Lamb triple coverage to end the game? Like, why, man? Why are we doing this? It, like, that's the most frustrating part um, because you're right there. But either way, at the end of the day, Fans versus fans, it was a fucking great game to watch, regardless. It was a great fucking game. I think it was, too, last year, because you had the first game, Dak was hurt. The next game, Jalen was hurt. So this felt like the yeah. first game where it was like, okay, it's it's QB first QB. True. Like, let's let's get yeah. it going. Because it did feel like this one meant more than – because even last year, both teams were, like, rolling. You know, like, it wasn't like they were both bad. Or, like, it seems like over the past couple of years, like, one's been a, a lot worse than the other yeah. record-wise. and Like, this this – this felt like a lot more because it, it was. Yeah, for sure. Hey, it was a good game, man. For all those Eagles fans that said it didn't mean anything, aren't Eagles fans. <laughs> because that doesn't make any sense. And, but then, again, you'll get the Eagles fans who, like, let's say, well, I don't know when we play guys, but let's say it's the end of the year, like that happened last year, where they were like, it doesn't matter. You you beat us because we had everyone sitting. We're going to the playoffs. Fuck you. You'll go lose. It's like, it, that, that's why I say the argument for the Cowboys is always like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. It's like if we beat you that way, it's oh my god, congrats, you beat us that way. Like fuck you, we're still eight and two. Look at your like it's always just something else. And it's like okay, guys, like I don't know, I hate arguing this because if I were to say that, I would be like, you just can't take an L. It's we won, you haven't won a Super Bowl since '96. It's like it's like it. Th- there has to be more to your argument for me to just be able to sit here and be quiet, which I completely agree with you being able to go back and forth with me. But like people who have nothing to say besides we're a playoff team, you guys suck. Like. I'll, I'll just take an L. Just hold the fucking L. That's it. That's all I say. Because I didn't argue you. I was like, bro, what a great... F- I called you on FaceTime right away. What a great fucking game, bro. Why? I don't know why we can't fucking win at the end, but like, I'm not angry. Like, I, it is what it is, but whatever. I don't know if you have anything from around the league or anything last day. I didn't give a fuck about the rest of the league. <laughs> yeah, it felt... It definitely felt that way. I guess I guess a couple of things that, that we can kind of learn a little bit. Um, if nothing else, the other like major headline game was that Sunday night, Bengals and Bills. And I think yeah. we learned two things. I think number one, what we've been saying all year, like just wait for the Bengals to get back on track. And also what we've been saying since last year, maybe Josh Allen is a bit overrated. Now they're not even in the playoff picture. So <laughs> that was the other, that was the other big game. Bengals are on one right now, man. They're yeah. on one. Well, I guess you could also say we had the the biggest dick eater in the world, Javon hitting us up in the group chat, yeah. like yeah. put some respect to my Ravens. Yeah. Um, again, <laughs> another fan who says the Cowboys suck. Right away, as soon as we lost, Cowboys suck. But at the end of the day, I'm like, how different are we? How different is the Cowboys to the Ravens? Because I'm like, you want to say we blow every year? Where the fuck have, has the MVP been to win this game? Yeah, we keep saying, oh, my God, he's, he's, fucking, he's fucking amazing. He's, he's the best in the world. He, he gets the job done. Playoff season, he shuts the fuck up. And he's 
He's quiet mm-hmm. as a mouse, and they lose first round. Bengals spank that ass every fucking time. So it's like, yeah, do something. The year he won the unanimous MVP, the Titans went into Baltimore, spanked him. And won. Like, that's what I'm saying. You're the MVP, brother. Get it done. You're the MVP, and you couldn't get it done. So, no, Javon, we're not disrespecting you, but you need to put respect on yourself first before you try coming at us. Because you, yeah. you want that same noise out of the Cowboys, you're not going to get it because you guys don't do it. <laughs> like, fuck you. They've looked awesome. They've looked awesome. But yeah, for for him to be talking that crazy, like, yeah. show us something first, and then and then yeah. we won't next year. Hundred uh, percent. Oh, but dog, I can't wait for the. You're fueling. I'm calm, but you guys are fueling my. Let the fucking rains fall down in the next couple of years when the Eagles fall. Oh my God, just give me one year of the Eagles falling because no matter what, your your front office is going to figure it out after that one year, and we'll still be in the same place. But. Let that shit come. And I'm ready for, for your head coach. Just If I ever see him in public, I think I would knock him the fuck out just off principle, and I just have to. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, he would win. Somehow, he would win. That that one, I can tell you're fucking drunk and high. I'll tell you he won't win that one. <laughs> Smooth knock the fuck out with that gum in his mouth. I would knock him the fuck out, bro. I can't stand that pussy. But if, if you want to come to America's team, we got you, brother. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, You want to move on to college? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Hey, nothing to stand on in college besides Caleb Williams is a bitch. Um, that that's all I have to say. And I, I think it's from last year, and this is this is I think these are small signs that we didn't notice last year either, Liam. That uh when we watched that Utah game and I, I told you I said, yo, there's something about him, he's not the guy. And you're like, Are you kidding me? You see the throws he makes? I said, Yo, watching that Utah game, when he was injured, he turned to a bitch. When he's losing these games, he turned to a bitch. In the NFL, there's no place for when you lose, this is what happens. You're hurt. You can't win a game when you're hurt. This is not the league for you. The only issue I have, I have no problem with the, your, your last year going this way and you being so upset that this is going on. But you know what? I look across and I say, you know what? I'll give you credit to your boy, to really my boy, because Philly doesn't deserve him, to Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts fucking was benched at Alabama, benched in a national championship, had his job taken. Yeah. The first person you see two go up to a hug was Jalen Hurts. He was happy for his guys. He left, went to Oklahoma, changed Oklahoma, was a new guy, helped Oklahoma come back, loses some games. What is he doing? He's in the fucking locker room with his fucking football pants on, working out after the game. That's what fucking matters. You're the quarterback. If I'm a player, I don't want to see my quarterback in the fucking stands, fucking defeated like that. You walk up with your hand, your head high, and you go to the locker room, and we can cry in the fucking locker room. I have no yeah. problem with that. You walk over off the field, and you fucking show that either way we lost, this is motivation for me. You don't take that and just fucking go to the stands and for not for nothing to showboat crying. Like, you made sure. You right. like you want to see your family, you're the star quarterback. Yo, go get my mom and dad and tell them to come to, like, the fucking the tunnel or the locker room. You can easily do that. Easy. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. So that's look, the problem I have. That was, like, that was, like, a peewee football, like, move. You know what I mean? Like, yes. crying about it. And then the, the post-game interview, I don't even know if he did one, but the video I saw him when he came out, and I guess they asked him about like how tough this season's been because you know what he has been balling and his yeah. defense has let him down or whatever you 100%. want to say. But at the end of the day, they asked him about it, and what was his answer? Something like, "I just want to go home, like cuddle with my dogs and watch Netflix." <laughs> I was like, "My boy, like you're gonna be, you're gonna be. Not only are the quarterbacks like you're a face of a multi-billion-dollar franchise. You are yes, going to be the number one pick in the NFL in a few months, and you are going to be the face of a multi-billion-dollar corporation." You can't sit there and cry in your mom's lap, and you can't sit there and just not do post-game interviews after tough losses. And that's the one thing that we talked about with your boy, C.J. Stroud, and this is why he's been fucking balling out. Because you see on his losses, he comes out and he says, I'm not I'm not a fucking loser. 
This yeah. is not what I do. We're going to turn this shit around. If you think he's saying that to us, what do you think he's saying to his boys in the locker room? Yeah, exactly. Why do you think they respect him so much? Why do you yeah. think they're going out and winning these ball games that they probably shouldn't be? Because mm-hmm. you have a leader. And you're right. He's not a leader. And I've been on Caleb Williams yeah. for the past two years now. Yeah. And talent-wise, it is all there. But we've seen talent can mm-hmm. only go so far with mentality. And he just does not sure. have mentality anywhere close. And you brought up Jalen. Yeah. And you bring up these other guys, like the all-time great quarterbacks, like that would kill to have his talent. Kill yeah. to have you. Hey, you can't say anything. The one thing you can't say about Dak is he isn't a leader. You can't say that about Dak Prescott. That's he the is, one no, thing he is. Yeah, that's, that's the one thing you can't I always say. Love about Dak is that he yeah. he knows how to lead a group of men. And yeah. look again, if you give Caleb Williams Dak's mindset, they're probably a playoff team right now. Like mm-hmm. things are different. But you can't go running up to the stands and cry in your mom's lap, like. What the fuck are we doing? I mean, like, hey. holding over paper and <laughs> but, but what are you, dude? You're what, twenty years old, twenty one years old? Like, yeah. You are going. You're, you're a millionaire at this point because the NIL money. Yeah. You're going to be the top pick in the NFL. You're going to be talking about from come draft time. Mm-hmm. You cannot do that. Mm-hmm. Not in that moment. In my in my eyes, it's funny. It's like I've been there. Like, again, I was high school. Yeah. I knew I would never play ball again. I knew that this is my last playoff game. I knew we had one more week. But, like, the, 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 the one thing I won't say is that, like, football isn't emotional. Football is very an emotional game because what people see is just losing that game. What people don't see is that you've been practicing since your freshman year. You've been playing football since you were six, yeah. six years old. They don't see that I was here all summer doing two days. You don't see that I've been putting this work in since August, May. Like, I've been putting in this work for so long. That to lose these games suck 100%. I've been there when, again, small yes. football comparison to that. But, like, I've been there where my senior year, I had to snap the ball. I'm bawling my eyes out, crying on the field because I'm like, this is it. This is over. Yeah. Having my dad on the sidelines and me being bent over and, like, him hugging me and be like, it's all right, bro. You got to like, keep pushing. Like, being so upset and hurt. But, again, I wasn't mature where I'm, like, playing at USC as a star quarterback. I know what, what, what it takes. I went to the locker room, put my shit on, and walked out. And I knew that, okay, it's over. It is what it is. I was upset. I was pissed. I cried. But that's something I made sure I kept under, hidden, and I wasn't in the stands weeping with my mom. Like, it sucks. It does suck. I get the pain you go through. I get you not wanting to go down like this. Because no matter what, I would say for one thing, the NFL guys, no matter what, he's drafted number one, right? No matter what, he's going number one. But no matter what, if you lose those games – those guys aren't raising an eyebrow too crazy. They're raising an eyebrow now. They're raising an eyebrow of like, how will his leadership show when he comes to NFL? How will these players respond to this guy? And that's the issue. I think your talent's there, but now it's like there's more components with that. But I think no matter what, these two teams who are in the top number one draft picks, um, they take him regardless. I know I was I was talking to one of my coworkers today. He was like, Do you think if the Giants or the Bears had number one pick, are they still picking Caleb? I was like, either team can have him, either team's taking him. I, I really, I, there's no way that um, the Bears are going to allow their their fandom to be pissed at them to say, like, if Caleb Williams plummets, he plummets with us. But if he succeeds with someone else, that's even worse on the Bears. So they won't let that happen. The only thing I question is if the Giants get it, what do the Giants do? The Giants can't pass. There's no way in hell the Giants pass. There really is probably only, and this off the top of my head, like six teams, maybe, that would pass yeah. on them. Like the rest, you have to. Like you absolutely have to. But yeah, and I'm and I'm with you. Like we've all been in that situation. Like baseball is the same way. Like when we yeah. lost, I was like I fucking balled. And like that's I'm not saying that. That's that, funny because I didn't give a fuck about that loss. I just walked. I was like, get yeah. the, let's go to Mo's. But yeah. that was your. But I already had that moment of football, so I kind of was over yeah. it. But I was there for yeah. you, and I was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> 
and it's not and it's not the emotion that you show it's kind of like you exactly i think so perfectly it was almost like showboat crying because i think one of the uh negatives to him was how much does he really care about the game and we hear this every year with these college players that are like legitimately that talented right like i think we heard it about uh thibodeau on the giants dn from mm -hmm. oregon freak mm -hmm. athlete insane talent does he care about the game and i think one of the things i heard was caleb williams is he that competitor does he care because you're exactly right look man i'm about the fucking ball i'm pissed like i'm upset i'm going to cry yeah do you mind go, do you mind go grab my mom like i just want to give her a hug they would but no yeah. he had to run over he had to jump into the stands he had to like put the thing over his <laughs> over his face like you're right like in some ways was it for him to show yeah. like hey i do care yeah that's I true to say it but yeah man yeah he's, he's definitely gonna be made fun of a lot in the locker room for that one he's there they're, they're gonna be climbing the fuck out of his bitch ass for that one yeah you know, coach coach jb he will fucking go off man because yeah. it's like i get it like i remember being in middle school and crying that i struck out my dad was like get the fuck up and come here and talk to me and i'm mm -hmm. crying he's like you don't fucking ever do that and show that emotion on the field ever again like i went to my knees crying what the fuck why am i striking out and then he would pick me up. Don't ever fucking do that a day in your life. He corrected it. I, and I learned that in Little League. Because <laughs> yeah. then they, your competitor knows you're done. Yeah. You're done. Yeah, there's, there's no way. Um, On the other side, we have Ohio State number one having a close game with Rutgers, 35 to 16. I think that this is a game in which Rutgers just played hard. Rutgers oh. just played a hard game. They're a tough team. I wish I was at the game. I wanted to be at the game. So fuck. That, that was a great game to be at. I wish I was there for that. Yeah, but next year, next, next year, uh, we're either hitting, we're hitting Penn state or one of these games. I don't care. I'm driving to Ohio. I don't care. Um, but this Rutgers team is not a joke. Like this Rutgers team is like, if, 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 Hey, if you're in New Jersey and you're a scout, go there. Like if you're a top guy, don't leave the state, man, go up to Rutgers and ball off for that coach. That's a coach that I would love and dream to play yeah. for. Like you see the hard ass guy, but you see him having fun at the wins. He's dancing with his team. Like, that's a coach you want to play for. And I think that for Ohio State, it's definitely showing you that Kyle McCord is a little bit gun shy. And it worries me so much putting against Michigan. Like, how off the trigger is he going to be? How how is he going to feed Mario Harrison Jr.? I mean, we have uh, Obuku, who's also wide open all the time. But it's like, he has to be able to throw these throw this ball to these guys at any point in time. Um, I think our defense, no matter what, stands tall. I love how how amazing exactly. our defense has been playing. And that's why I say we edge Michigan because of our defense, not because of offense. We can hold if we can hold Michigan's offense by a little bit of thread, hopefully. But I I don't see us beating Michigan. But I love the fact that we're ranked number one. Because no matter what, we lose to Michigan, bump us to four. It's fine with me. Don't fucking go Alabama sneaking its way in because we're now seeing Alabama turning Get up and saying, like, don't fucking forget <laughs> about us, Nick Saban's bitch ass. So that's what scares me as well. Yep, they're back. Well, first with Rutgers, I think this was one of my locks a few weeks ago. I think I took yeah. Rutgers to cover, and they did, and, and this was my reason. Like, they're just – they're a fucking tough team, which, mm -hmm. by the way, we'll talk about the locks another perfect week, but we'll, we'll get to that. Um, my other big thing from this week was I think Alabama's back. Yeah. And their offense looks crisp. Their quarterback looks confident as all hell, which looks – I think that's what really he was missing the first couple of games that I know I watched deeply, it was one read and he left the pocket and they were calling plays just to just fucking throw it deep. The yeah. kid can throw it 70 yards in the air. And they were literally holding to that. No, he was going through his reads. He was going through all the projections. He was leaving the pocket when he needed. So I think he had four or five rushing touchdowns. Yeah. I don't even know how to pass. Fuck. He's so fast. And that LSU quarterback, he was been playing legit ball 
And when they and that game was back and forth, back and forth. And I know he got hurt, but it seemed like Bama's defense was more of what Bama's defense was before he got hurt. When they started, yeah. they would extend that lead a little bit. Yeah. And look, the rest of their schedule now, like I'm looking at it, they got Kentucky on the road. Kentucky's tough. We know that. Yeah. Abnuga, whatever. And then Auburn. So they're clearly going to need help. Yeah. It's going to come down to that SEC championship game against yeah, yeah, Georgia. Sure. And I really think that Bama can beat Georgia. Beat him 1,000%. 1,000%. Oh, shit. Okay, okay, never mind. We're in good standings. If we just need – if Bama beats Georgia, no, that, that fucks that even fucks more. everything up. Yeah, that fucks it all. Because you have to figure – let's say Bama runs the table, depending on whatever the hell happens to Washington and Oregon and uh, yeah. Florida State. You would have to imagine if they are undefeated going into the SEC championship SEC game, championship. they're going to put Bama at five or six – to give yeah. them the excuse of like, okay, if they beat Georgia, they're one thousand percent in. Yeah, yeah, because and that leaves the last week. The last week is just gonna be like, <laughs> it's gonna uh, be Michigan, man. Ohio State, Georgia, uh, Alabama, and then that's gonna be a restruggle to where I could if 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 Ohio State loses to Michigan, it's sad to say, yeah. but like we we don't deserve to be in there. Like you know what I mean? Like they're not gonna get. They're gonna. They're, we 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 haven't also been. People are. This is probably the most questionable number one I've seen in a while. People are like, why are they number one? And the only reason you can say we're number one is because we played a little bit tougher components than Michigan, but Michigan has still Michigan still fires. If we're able to beat Michigan, that's when I say we, we we're here. We can win this thing. And I know we'll we'll touch on it as it gets closer, but like, dude, this playoff's gonna be tough. Yeah. Because let's say Georgia wins out, Bama wins out, they play each yeah. other. Like if Bama wins, can you really knock Georgia out of the playoff? You can't. But you can and knock Ohio State out. Ohio State, Michigan. That first of all. I almost think the committee is going to be rooting for Penn State to make it easier for them this week against Michigan because yeah. if Michigan beats them and wins out, and then they beat Ohio State or vice versa, yeah. can you really knock either one of those guys out? Yeah. And then again, you just have Washington, Florida State, and Oregon. I guess Washington and Oregon will play each other in the Pac-12 chip. Yeah. Like someone's going to have to miss out if the chalk just plays and these teams win, and it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. The only thing that scares me is that they're coming off of last year of Alabama not getting in, and it's a makeup. That's what's if it wasn't like a, if it's not a makeup year, I still say Ohio State's in it. But the fact that it's kind of a makeup year, we all know it's a makeup year to Nick Saban, and that's what he's proving at the end right now. That like, okay, we fucking lost to be in, but like, look at us now. And I think they can dog walk Georgia. I think they can beat Georgia. I do too. And if they do, like, you you cannot put them in. They're only yeah. losses against Texas, another top ten team in the country. Yeah, but, but Texas is killing it. Texas is hurting right now with with how they're playing. They so are, like, yeah. they are. But like, I there's no way because there, it almost seems like there's no way you can keep Bama out. And then if Bama beats Georgia, like there's no realistic way you can keep Georgia out. Is that's there? What I'm saying that's that's so, what I'm saying. It's two uh, guys in, and then Michigan will have to stay. And then yeah, who in as Ohio uh, State I State? Winner, I guess the winner of the of the Ohio State Michigan game will represent the Big Ten East, and yeah. then. Probably beat Iowa, whoever the fuck, and plays in the Big Ten championship. So they will definitely make it. And then from there, like if Washington wins out, you have to put them there. So it may be by default the loser of Ohio State, Michigan misses out. I can see it a way where it's still Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia. <laughs> like, right. But <laughs> certainly. But then, like, say you have that play out, yeah. you have Florida State's undefeated and Washington's undefeated. Yeah. One of those has to beat out. Ohio State, yeah, yeah, Ohio State with the law. No, that better beat out Bama. That hasn't uh, has. What does Bama have? Only one L. Bama would have one L. Yes, but they would be conference champions and beat the team oh, that has been number, number one. one. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, we're fucked if we don't beat Michigan pretty much. That's it. That's that's all. <laughs> Again, unless Michigan loses this Saturday. Who do who does Ohio State play this weekend? I wasn't I didn't even look. Uh I know I know uh Ohio State is bringing out the Grays, baby. Michigan State. That's that's gonna be a, a 70 point win. It, it has to be. We have to put up 70 yeah. on them. Yeah, it's, you have to. Ohio State's got Michigan State, Minnesota. So it's literally gonna be that Michigan game. Just take care of business the next two weeks and then and then go see Michigan. And I think you gotta root for Penn State this weekend. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. I, I hope he goes nowhere because because the Cowboys won't do it for me this year. No. Um, all right. Uh we're we'll move on to quickly NBA talk. Uh we have Sixers on a five game winning streak. And then your boy getting traded away, James Harden, first game with the Clippers, losing to the fucking Knicks. No, you don't say. <laughs> Not that guy. What did you get a chance to watch that game? Or watch any highlights? No, fuck him. <laughs> That's what he is. He's a loser too. That is crazy. That's a great thing to come off of. You see five games won um, when the Sixers. The Sixers are starting to roll. They and beat had I think forty three points last game uh, last night. Forty eight points. I and I, I can tell you right now, I didn't watch the game. He didn't play the entire fourth quarter. That guy did it quietly. You wouldn't even know he had 48 points quietly, bro. It's crazy. crazy. Now, it's early. And B, let's see how you can carry this into fucking the summer, bro. Carry this well, into look, the this spring. this has been – yep. When all this was happening, the one thing I said, when they hired Nick Nurse as their coach, I said, okay, I'm in a little bit. Now I'm in a lot because they got rid of Harden, and we talked about this, what they got, brought me back in. But you're seeing the difference in a coach on what a coach can do from Doc Rivers to Brett Brown – now to Nick Nurse, it's literally been night and day. You have yeah. four guys averaging 20-plus points. You have Maxi thriving. You have Kelly Oubre thriving. You have dudes coming off the bench that are actually contributing, which is something that's been the Achilles heel of this Sixers team is the lack of depth. They have it. And again, yeah. continue to keep this up. There will be another all-star caliber player added to this team. And you're right. It's going to come down. It's almost like, look. Sixers are kind of like, I hate to say it, like the Cowboys in a way. Of oh, like, suck my you know, dick, bro. Holy I'm fuck. Seriously. Don't let us be the same. <laughs> because you, you're going to dominate in the regular season. You're going to finish yeah. as the top seed. <laughs> they've lost in the second round every time. And then B's yeah. always banged up. And so we're going to see. But up until now, it's it's been good. And I think they got, uh, by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be over. But on Wednesday, tomorrow, from when we're recording, it's Sixers Celtics. So that's kind that's of like the early, early measuring stick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Facts. That's a good game. I'm making a promise to myself that this is the year that I watch Sixers games. Like I may, I'm making a promise that I gotta start yeah, tapping yeah. in. I gotta go too. Yeah, yeah, I, for sure. I love Sixers games. I love Sixers games. Um, this week coming up, nothing crazy. Um, I was around the league or some some big ones. Uh, I know my Cowboys playing the Giants. Let's see how we come back off uh, of a fucking hell of a win. Hopefully, um. Let's see what else we got in the NFL. Jags Niners is interesting. Uh, hopefully, hopefully the Niners can't figure it the fuck out. Uh, I, w- I would love to see what ends up happening with uh, the new addition. How can they bounce back with that new addition? What what is what is their whole scheme going to be nowadays? Are they going to be that relying on defense? Are they going to say, you know what, let's just hand the ball off? Uh, what's his name is going to be our star guy? Purdy, just hand that bitch off, or Purdy drop it low, like drop little dimes um, to everyone. Uh, not too many, not, not nothing really crazy going on around. I mean, Washington versus uh, the Seahawks might be a decent game. Um, but then, like you said, these last couple of weeks, like the the game of the weeks, are like shitty. Uh, the, like you sent me. <laughs> I know that's horrible. Yeah. The the primetime games are all like just awful games that 
I don't know why the league didn't change them, but I can say right now, this is a point in time. If you don't like college football, you better fucking follow us in. Yo, you know what's funny? We haven't talked about Colorado in four weeks. That's weird how that works out. Yo, <laughs> Colorado football hasn't even made the most noise in Colorado it's sports. Basketball. The women's team beat LSU. <laughs> Shocker. First game of the season, beating them. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, that, that school is on fire right now, bro. That yeah, school I mean, is going bonkers right now, bro. Yeah. Um, like, like you said. Alabama, Kentucky, that's going to be a good game. But it let's is. see. I, I can definitely see Alabama say, you know what? Fuck this. We're going to start beating teams by bad. Um, so I think they go up on this one. Uh, Michigan, Penn State, I think that's going to be the game right. of the day. Uh, and my, Utah, Washington will be a great game as that. well uh, to, to watch out for. Um, oh, is this the – it's not the week of the – no, it's not the rivalry week, is it? No, it's not. That's no. Couple, that, that might be next week or a week after that. No, that's the week after that with Michigan and everything. Yeah. Well, look, regardless um, of what happens, follow us, follow us, follow us, because the these Liam Locks undefeated for three times the last five weeks, 25, 10, and 1 all year. Yo, Liam's killing it. Guys, in all honesty, I've been – I'm the one that's going for the the upset. Like, my probably – it has to include one upset. The and I can one. say last week we were off. Yo, I didn't watch because I was too scared to go back and watch it. That Kansas-Texas game that went to overtime. So like, explain to me why, because that was the, the last leg of my, that was one of the legs of my locks. Every yeah. single one other one hit besides that one. So what happened? So it was the first overtime. Texas got the ball first. They stopped them. Uh, it might have been a three and out. And Texas kicked the field goal. Kansas State went right down. I think they were at the three or four yard line, had a couple plays to try to get in. And instead of kicking the game tying field goal and just going into double overtime, they decided to go for it, which I kind of like. You're on the road, like trying to yeah. pull off the upset. And I'm trying to remember exactly the last play. Uh, the quarterback just rolled right. He kind of like slipped a little bit, like literally never even got a chance to get a pass off. It was depressing. Damn, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you. Hey, and look, that's one leg of our party that lost in, in overtime. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're not missing by much. Um, but I might have start padding the stats. We're going to start going yeah, with some locks yeah. instead. Uh, we're going to start going with some picks instead of a. I'll give you one parlay and I'll give you some other picks to pad yeah. it all up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, because we, we gotta get these numbers right for you guys. Um, but hey, guys, anything else, Liam? No, no, I think that's I think that's it. Go birds. Hey, rest up this week for the birds. Cowboys will get our W. Um, and then we'll we'll move on. All right. Uh, make sure you guys are supporting us on the Instagram at we trust underscore podcast. Go subscribe to the YouTube, please. We put a lot of effort into that. Get those numbers up. Get us to 200 subscribers. We're right there. Get us get us up there. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Amazon Music, as well, and those we trust. And follow Liam on Instagram at Liam Stokes 11. Appreciate you guys. Trust up. Thanks, Liam.